National Service also gave me a lot of confidence because I was sent to OCS. La, right? right. Yeah, so I'm from OCS. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the yeah. Instagram group? Yeah, the meme. Like, <laughs> how, how do you tell if a guy... Okay, for those who are wondering what is OCS, OCS is the Officer Cadet School, yeah. right? And I mean, there are officers, right, in the army. So, so that's a rank up from your regular... But there, there was a, just a meme going around. Yeah. Singlet. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, how do you tell someone from OCS? Oh, they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, they always wear the singlet. The singlet right? yeah. Even in university, you'll see, right? Like this bugger always wears his maroon singlet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, yeah. or sometimes it's worse. It's like... Uh, you know that her boyfriend's from OCS because <laughs> he's always wearing the yeah, yeah. singlet. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the meme. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. We are back today with Jerry from Scratchback. Before the podcast began, you were telling me a little bit of your you know, history. Mm. And if you guys listened into the previous episode, you would have found out that, oh, he got his business experience here and there. Since I think Sec2 was yeah. his first venture with his siblings, right? Uh, but there was a point of time that you were actually a regular in the Singapore Armed Forces, oh. the Air Force. It's only a very short period. Uh, right. I tried my hands at uh, becoming a pilot. You know, how I got into it and uh, what happened when I was there is uh, both like very interesting stories. <laughs> okay. You went to junior college or polytechnic? Oh no, I went to poly. Right. Nian Poly. Right, right. And how was your experience in poly and was were you like in an aeronautical uh, subject studying that? Or, yeah, oh, tell no, us no, no. I was in a... I, I think this... The course is no more already. I think this year is the last last year. Right. Uh, the course is called Clean Energy Management. Okay. Uh, essentially, what we we are in the electrical and electrical engineering school. Okay. Uh, we focus on solar photo photovoltaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do wind technologies, uh, mm-hmm. fuel cell technologies, uh, yeah. things like that, la. Yeah. Um. So nothing got to do with air force or flying or or whatever. business. Oh uh, no 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 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. okay. Yeah, and but I I always I uh, was always interested in the environmental space, uh, social space. I think. Right. Yeah. And while while you were studying in poly, uh, was there any business going around? Like, uh, were you involved in anything? Okay, so after secondary school, right, I was yeah. really really quite lost in life. Uh. I don't even know that I want to go to university. Okay. I don't even know that that's an option for me. Right. Right. Again, uh, my social capital is such that, um, I don't think about this kind of question. Mm. For me, going to poly is good enough already. Okay. Um. In fact, when I was in secondary school, one of my cousin, mm-hmm. uh, in the same school, uh, he asked me a question. He said, "Hey, Jerry, why are you hanging out with uh these other people? Uh? they are rich people, no? Like we are from different worlds." Mm. He, he said in Mandarin. Uh, at that time, I was like, "What does that mean? Like, right? What do you mean like we are from different worlds?" Uh, and now that I think back about it, it it's kind of like that's our worldview, right? Uh, we don't know that going in to university is even an option. Uh, we just go to poly, can really, or maybe go ID also can. Mm. Doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because our social capital is as such. So when I went to poly, my social capital actually changed because I was trying to woo this girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then all she do is study. You know, She wants to go to university. Okay. And then we just, I just had to study. La. I just had to like show that, you know what? Yeah, I'm actually quite good, you know. <laughs> and then we went on a lot of study dates and then next thing you know is uh I got scholarship offer. And I'm like, eh? Wait a minute. You mean you mean I can go university? <laughs> okay, okay. Right? 
and then it's not just a normal uh bachelor's scholarship offer. Right? It mm. is it's a direct master's offer. Wait wow. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry with a master's degree, unheard right. of, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So my, my world really changed after I go to uh Bali. Yeah. Enjoyed studying uh that subject? Mm, I, I I I like the subject uh way better than when I was in secondary school. Right. Uh, yeah, because it's something that I'm interested in already, I guess. Okay. So yeah. so you chose that course uh for yourself, right? It's not yeah. like someone, your parents or someone yes, chose yes. it for you. I chose it. Right, right. And and here's the thing. Uh, I mean, of course, before we get into the regular days, uh, a lot of people, when when they're making that jump from secondary school, right, uh, you have conventionally three paths ahead of you. Mm. You know, for our younger listeners or people, you know, you might have been experiencing this. You have the polytechnic IT and then you have the JC route, mm. right? I would be so scared at that age, right, to make a choice on a subject to <laughs> focus on. I, I always felt that at a 16-year-old, at 16, right, or 17, uh, you are asked to potentially choose the, the career path and, 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 and all that. So it's a very big choice that you have to make at that age. Mm. So I know a lot of people whose grades have allowed them to go JC. Okay, they can defer it for maybe another two, three years mm. for making that choice because, okay, uh, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. You're doing math, English, science, and that stuff is just at a higher level mm. instead of, you know, oh, really deep diving into into a, a specific course. What do, you, what do you think about this system in Singapore? Right, well, from the system level, right, you yeah. want to optimize the population for the maximum, uh, you know, <laughs> profits, right? <laughs> so you want to yes, put them in right. boxes, you know, okay, yeah. now you are going to be a doctor, you are going to be yeah. an engineer, yeah? right? So set the course fastest time for you to graduate and become a useful member of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the system perspective, I think it makes sense. But then, mm. <laughs> for the individual, I think life is not a straight path. Uh, don't have to compare with other people, like how mm-hmm. much time you take to graduate or do what in your life. Yeah, I think there's too many things for you to try. Really. Like so, if at that point you want to try certain things, you want mm-hmm. to go poly, I think so. Go go for it. You know, yeah. try it. And then if you realize it's not something that you want to do, mm-hmm. and find ways to do other things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I have a very good example actually. It's my brother. Okay. My brother went to poly, mm-hmm. uh, biomedical science, and then he scored a pretty crappy GPA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got three point one. Uh, okay. So it means that he cannot go to any local university. And that's like out of five, right? Or uh, out of four. Out, out of four. four. Three point yeah. one sounds pretty okay, but oh, it's it's very bad. Oh, it's yeah. very bad. Okay. You need like three point eight. Uh, 3.9 to go u- local university. All right, because yeah, yeah, the standards for poly GPA is, is, yes. is much higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct. So my whole fam- family thought like, oh, GG already, this guy. Mm. You know, don't know what he's going to do. Because he studied biomedical science and it's something that you either go into research, right? means you need to go to PhD yeah. or, or become an academic, yeah. something like that. If not, you'll just always be a technician. Yeah. Right. And so he signed up for a private uni course. Mm. Uh, University of Western Australia. Okay. And then he, there's a part-time course and he do full-time at Nian Poly as a lab technician. Okay. And then he scored a perfect GPA. Right. And you guess what his occupation now? I, something <laughs> to do with bio. <laughs> he is a doctor. Oh, he's a doctor. Yeah. So he yeah. scored a perfect GPA. He applied right. for a Duke NUS Medical School. Right. Which is a graduate school. Right. And then he got in and then, you know, and then somehow this guy who we thought, you know, don't know what he's going to do with his life. Right. Now is a doctor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so it really goes to show that, you know, just because you you, you experience a certain hurdle earlier part of your life, that doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, you, you can't change things. Yeah, I think, you know, they say there's this, uh, I, I saw it somewhere on the internet. Uh, who are? 
Colonel Sanders only started KFC, <laughs> KFC at yeah. 70 years old. Something right. like that. <laughs> yeah. So age, don't care about age. La. Don't don't compare with your peers. If you want to compare, you just try to be better. <laughs> right. Don't don't feel you're missing out. Right, right. I mean, kudos to your brother. Like, at, at that point, like, a lot of people would have given up. Yeah. Right? They'd be thinking, okay, maybe this is not the right path for me. Right? Uh, but he buckled down. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got a job full-time, doing part-time degree. I think that's even harder sometimes, like mm. doing part time and scoring a perfect GPA. You chose your own own course. You went through the whole poly. Amazing! You you get you got to your masters all because of a girl, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you actually dated a girl in the end. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, But okay. we broke up uh. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. At least yeah. you still did. <laughs> okay, but so, it's good. Yeah, you know, I I love my current girlfriend yeah. more. Of course, of course. <laughs> I need to say this, you know. No, you you, you can't say anything otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Through that experience from Polly, when you left Polly, what happened next? Oh, so you know, after Polly, you go national service. That's right. Um, so here here's the story: how I got into the Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you're in BMT, you want to find every opportunity to get out of BMT, right? You know, For off sure, day yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. day. So when the Air Force people came and then they asked you to sign up, they said that, hey, you know what? If you sign up, right, you can go out for one day uh, to go to do the test mm-hmm. if you get in. It's called the campus test. And then I heard story from my friend. It's like, oh, if you go out, then you can go and buy McDonald's. Right. So I'm like, mm, yeah, I'll love to have some <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> so I signed up for the Air Force thing and then uh, they selected me to do the campus test. So I went to do the campus test, ate my McDonald's. Yeah. And then somehow I got in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so next thing I know is like I got to decide whether I want to sign my life for 10 years. Right. Because Air Force contract is the 10 years contract. Mm. And then uh, I remember talking to a lot of people and then they tell me that you know, not everybody gets to try their hands at trying to become a pilot. So mm. you, know, you have the opportunity you want to go and try it. Mm. Yeah, okay, go and try. Mm. So I signed uh, 10 years and then go to Australia for um, what we call air grading school. Okay. So you go there, you try to fly. Um, but before you even fly, right, they teach you this thing called mental flying, right? Because flying is expensive. Every time they put you on a plane, they pay thousands of dollars, tens mm. of thousands of dollars. So they print out a cockpit on paper, you put it in front of you. Every day they ask you to mental fly, you know? So you pretend you're flying, okay? Uh, right. Short uh, <laughs> prop 2526, you know? Right. Uh, Harrier 85, ready to take off. Whatever, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this thing actually reminds me of <laughs> Yeah, then um, I remember the first lesson that uh, after so many mental flying sessions, right? Mm. The instructor just tell me that, okay, take off. Like, mm. Wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> just take off? <laughs> yeah, then you, 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 uh, you know, psychomoto, your body, muscle memory kicks in already. Right. Right. Drop prop 2526, you know, one inch above horizon, ready to take off, take off, then take off, you fly. Like, eh? right. So easy, I can take off. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so that... Very, very nice experience uh, for flying. Uh, mm. right? Okay, so this part maybe later we're going to cut out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the training, right, the difference in power is too huge really, right? Because right. you are like some cadet, you know, not even recruit, no, not even a, you know, after Cao recruit really, but you're not even yeah. a corporal, yeah. right? And then the instructor is a captain, at least. Yeah. Captain or major, you know, sometimes it's a lieutenant colonel. Right. Right. When you're in BMT, you look at these people, even the one bar, you think they are God, really. Yeah. You know? so what, what is a left turn? The power difference is so huge that they can do whatever they want, right? Mm. So, 
my instructor, yeah. he have a, you know, some sort of combination, right? like yeah. three-hit combo or something, yeah. you know, elbow-elbow smack, you know, <laughs> elbow-elbow smack. <laughs> so, every time I do something wrong, right, it's like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> then the, <laughs> he will shake the, uh, what, what is it called? I forgot already, the, the joystick, right? Right, right, right. And then right. he, because it's a side-by-side sitting, right. then he will, Elbow, elbow, yeah. they smack my helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shag, <laughs> But I think it's still okay, right? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think we can take that kind of shit. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but why I why I left, yeah, right, mm. is I officially I failed the course, lah. Uh, but actually, I a lot of people will do this. Mm. They they felt that they don't want it anymore, right? They purposely fail, fail the course, mm. right? A lot of people will do this. Really? Is that, is that yeah. so common? I'm not saying I did it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe I did it. You all can go and infer yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but what I dislike about the Air Force, right, is that uh, it's very regimental, you know, mm. for all the right reasons, mm-hmm. right? Because you fight for your nation and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which I also believe in. It is so regimental and, uh, you know, fixed. There's no room for creativity. Right? Yeah. To, to, to the point that I feel very suffocating. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Every morning, there's this thing called the uh, morning brief. Mm. So you need to brief your batchmates about the sortie, uh, the weather conditions, um, uh, the flight path, where you're going to fly, in what area, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So when it's my turn to do it, I try to be creative right? mm. so what they do is they use a window 97 kind of powerpoint ppt slides right? yeah. fixed format one always do the same thing yeah i thought like you know isn't it better if i do it on google maps i show exactly where to fly what to look out for you know, yeah that kind of thing it's not even like when i showed I, I never do it on the like actual thing right? I, I forgot i show like some senior or something right then i got mm-hmm. scolded like very badly it's like right why are you kidding? why are you trying to be funny you try to be special you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. no room for creativity right and i felt that that's not what I want uh, because all my life I like to do things my way right? like I'm a lazy person so mm. I want to do things the fastest or the easiest I think that's a, the the part that uh, really convinced me that this is not the place that I want to be uh. right yeah. right right yeah. I, I, I get it I mean as with all uniform groups there's a level of conformity yeah. you, you must adhere to right and regimental and I, I guess a lot of people most people who don't sign on is because it's, it's probably for that reason and there's also the other reason where as you said the straightest path to the mm. solution mm. right yeah. it's like the most effective most efficient way to get things done uh, and, and that might not be true for a lot of uh, bigger traditional organizations mm. that are out there and, and so was it after uh, this regular stint that you went to university? Ah, yeah, correct. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that would mean that you started like from the conventional uh, Singaporean path. Uh, you would have started university a bit later. Mm, yes, correct. Than, so than poly, ma. And yeah. also when I was in mm-hmm. secondary school, uh, didn't do very well, got into a lot of fights. And then, yeah. Yeah. I think I did uh, secondary school for five years. Right. So by the time you were in, you started university, you were probably around 23? Hey, no, yeah, I forgot the age already. But yeah. yeah, I'm like two to three years old, two, older two, than Older than peers, most of your yeah. peers. How did that feel for you? Huh, okay. So, okay, I shit on the, the national service a lot, right? But I shit yeah. the end. Okay, uh, you know, this, like, uh, put it out there, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because going through command school uh, yeah. really gives me a bit of confidence yeah. you know, in, in my uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in India, because okay, after the Air Force thing, right? Then yeah. I went to um, I went to finish OCS mm. and then because I did the Air Force thing at the start of uh, National Service. Right. Then after that, I uh, went to OCS, went to artillery mm-hmm. uh, and then got posted to guards. 
So I went through GCC as well. Oh, yeah. that's tough. Uh, that, that was tough. But it's all built your, build your resilience, right? And then for artillery, we went to India to do live firing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the thing, uh, my men and myself, we won some medals. La. Nice. Then the CEO asked me to go out and give a speech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he's like, a speech to the whole battalion, like three, four hundred people. Yeah. Then I my leg shaking and everything, you know. <laughs> then I have to give public speaking. <laughs> then I'm like, Oh, I love to thank my uh FO, you know, we, uh, my uh my assistant. Without him, we wouldn't have been able to conduct the training properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it it really trains you, mm-hmm. uh, gives in terms of public speaking, in terms of leading leadership, and yeah. I think a lot of that plays a part in what I'm uh, built me to who I am today, exactly. and what I can do. So when I was like two to three years older and came from OCS and I'll go through command training, uh, and then. When I do things in school, I think I have more credibility. Yes. Uh, and then uh, also more outspoken. So yeah. I think things get done way easier for me yeah. than let's say uh, some other guy or even worse still for a girl in engineering school. Mm. Like, it's because of these experiences uh, where which pushes you out of your comfort zone. And when you finally come to university, you realize that, hey, I have done a way harder things than this and, and this this becomes so much easier uh, for me as well after army then you have your university and then and, and straight out of uni is that where Scratchback started? Mm. okay actually Scratchback started uh, du- during circuit breaker yes, so yes. I think I was in my uh, master's year okay on hey, your master's year final year uh, and my then subsequently my master's here. I, so, I can only imagine you're just about to graduate mm. and then COVID hits and then oh, the job market is... <laughs> and people wow. are panicking. You don't understand. <laughs> when when uh, US got... Okay, China got hit first. Right. And then after that, US went into panic, right? Yeah. I was in US. I was doing my master's program uh, in UC Berkeley. I think Singapore hit first, mm. right? Because people started clearing the supermarkets. Yeah. And then we are in US like, oh, it's not going to come over here. Yeah. <laughs> We will still be here for the next eight months. You yeah. know, enjoy our time. Mm-hmm. And then shit really hits the fan in the US. They yeah. lock down the whole state. You mm-hmm. cannot travel by car. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they wiped out Walmart. A lot of the goods are just gone. Yeah, toilet so, papers. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> everything is gone. So MOE decided to recall all their students. Oh, come no. back, oh. I come back, I stay at home. Again, twiddling my thumbs, nothing to do. And started fixing stuff. Right. <laughs> That's why Scratchback started. <laughs> because of COVID-19, Scratchback started. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this trend. Like uh, our previous guest, uh, some of them said that COVID was the catalyst for them to actually start some, on their yeah. business and, and do something about it. Mm. Uh, maybe it gave them more time to think, to plan out, and then to execute when when things started opening up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've also had the other case whereby you already have a sustainable business and then COVID hits and then that's when, you know, shit hits the fan. <laughs> and yeah. then you got, you got to adjust and, and, and adapt to that. So, this whole idea of Scratchback, you know, the social aspect of it, right? Uh, what can we expect in the coming few months? Mm. Is there something that's coming up? Right. Um, so we are now really putting a lot of focus on social capital, mm-hmm. helping people to meet uh, other cool people nearby, right? Helping young adults and youths meet other cool people nearby. Why Why is that a focus for us now? It's because we realize that if you just make a platform for everybody to have a loud hailer, right? Yeah. Everybody just scream into a loud hailer, right? Uh, but our users, the best experience from that is not having the loud hailer. The best experience is getting to know somebody uh, nearby. Like a one-to-one kind yeah. of a thing. Right? Yes, and then building the relationship from there. Right. So what you can expect for our app that's coming out in uh, Loon, uh, in 
Loon, what is Loon? <laughs> Coming out in November. Uh, it's a relaunch. Right. Uh, it'll be focused on seeing who's around you right. and what they can offer. So think about it as like Tinder, uh-huh. but for everything else but sex. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see who's around you. There's this yeah, cool yeah. guy. Uh, you know, he he like to play basketball. There's yeah. this cool lady that uh, bakes from home. Right. Uh, things like that. Put, putting the spotlight onto people right. instead of just the things that they can offer. Right, right, right. Okay. And... And that's in the app form, mm, right? Mm. So November, like, is there a date for it or like uh, a rough uh, estimate as to when it's coming so out? So early November, lah, right? right? So the whole team is really very busy now mm-hmm. uh, doing testing, building the app. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, early November will be out. You can follow our social media on IG or Facebook or TikTok and then right. the release date will be there. We will also be doing a launch party so right. uh, you're invited. <laughs> oh, I would definitely love to come. Uh, those who are listening in, I'll probably do an Instagram live, my first ever live then I'll go to a launch party. Oh, definitely <laughs> then. Launching an app, right? Uh, what advice could you give to someone who who's thinking of it? Okay, I've heard of launch parties before and this was from one of our guests who did a fashion business. Mm. So, uh, she does and it's bubbly for those who have uh, listened to her episode. Uh, bubbly did a fashion launch party. You know, you have models, runways and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, for apps, I, I guess you would have, you know, drinks and booze and, and, and that sort of stuff. But prior to that, how does a company or a startup, you know, start getting the message out there? Mm. Uh, for those who are listening in for the first time to this uh, scratchback episode, uh, you would know that they have a Telegram uh, chat, right? Mm. So I, I assume that is one of the ways that you would market at the launch of the app. Is there other ways that you know you can think of? Mm. So uh, we've been testing a lot of different growth strategies, mm. um, be it our own version of a Tinder party, right? Uh, right. It's called a community party, block party. Uh, we've done posters. Uh, mm-hmm. If you tune into the previous episode, you heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Go and listen to the episode. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but for this time round, uh, we are doing a lot of partnership with uh, government agencies. I think just a couple of days ago, you, we have uh, read that uh, DPM, uh, he mentioned that we will put more focus into uh, community building, into uh, philanthropy, mm-hmm. right? We we are working with the GRCs, the RCs, the PAs uh, through the Prime Minister's office actually mm-hmm. to organize a lot of uh, community building activities. And through that, we will uh, share with our uh, users that, that this thing is coming up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Communities in Singapore, right? Uh, I, in in my place, uh, near the MRT, there's this uh, area where every other day, recently, I, I'm seeing some kind of event, mm. right? It could be like a Zumba class. It mm. could be a NTUC job fair or something mm. like this. I think I think those are like amazing to target, you know, bring the community together. Oh, and yes. All these things, yeah. So... I I have something to add on to that, right? Yes, please. Yeah, we really have a lot of amazing people in our community. Right. Uh, so recently, with our partners, uh, Hyperlocal, another company mm-hmm. that does a lot of ground operations, uh, we we reached out to people in this block and we held a, a block party for them. Mm. And and we found out that there's a there's an auntie that does a smoothie drink. She okay. sells. Uh, and then there's a there's another guy that does cat therapy from the from his home. Uh, there's another auntie that sells uh loba rice. Okay. You know, so there are really a, a lot of amazing people. People bake bread. People do medicure, pedicure. Mm. People just want to play chess. Right. All right. There's interesting people nearby you. And uh, in November, you can use our app to find all these interesting people. Awesome. Uh, back of my head, I'm thinking, what is cat therapy? <laughs> I'm right. thinking, is it therapy for traumatized cats? <laughs> or, <laughs> or is it uh, you, uh, you need therapy and then you go pet a cat? Yes, 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 yes. So... <laughs> 
the so this guy he uh he's researching into like how to use pets to help people right like you know calm people down and right. I think in a lot of studies has also shown that when you pet a cat you yeah. become uh, calmer and yeah. it helps with your mental health things yeah. like that because I've heard of dog therapy right and mm. then you know dogs are so helpful you know they're man's best friend you don't deserve them <laughs> I have two cats yeah. <laughs> I have four <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say my cats don't care about me <laughs> <laughs> don't care about yeah, yeah. But, know, but you do feel like you know a bit more calm after yes, you know, Yes. I don't know what, what, what how it works, but it does. It I, does. I have a office cat. Right? Oh, okay. And the office cat really is like our emotional support, you know, right. therapies. Right. Every time somebody is like stressed, right? You know, right. just go and carry the cat and after all you yeah. feel a bit better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays you see a lot of these uh, memes out there. It's like uh, the cat meme is like uh, on my way to help my human <laughs> deal with his stressful job yes. again. <laughs> yes. Essentially, I mean, does the cat get paid though in your office? Oh, a lot of the chow chow yeah. treat, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, some some days, uh, she get fed four times. Wow, you know why? She'll go and like disturb people, disturb yeah. other people. Then yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I don't know whether you're feeding or not. Okay, never mind. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hi guys, thanks for listening in. If you're curious as to what's happening next episode, stay tuned. The moment you don't say something, uh, yeah. then it will just spiral out of control. Eh? Mm-hmm. So, and also don't don't say things through a third party. Wow, that is even worse. Okay. <laughs> so if you have a disagreement, yeah. I think the best way to solve it, right, yeah. is to really debate right. it out. And no hard feelings, it is really on the subject matter. It's not like you have a problem or the other problem. Like both must be open-minded to accept different opinions, right? And mm-hmm. then when you spar with different ideas and then, you know, you must... See, must evaluate. You know, actually, you make sense. Or if you don't think, uh, if I don't think you make sense, then I will give you another point, right? Or like show you some statistics. I will tell you why I feel this way. But you must fight it out until you reach a conclusion. Mm. You cannot give up. If you don't believe, right, you cannot give up. Mm. I think that must be the case. Because yeah. if you just suck it out and do, right, mm-hmm. then you feel like something is wrong. And very quickly, you, you, you feel like, oh, this is not part of your thing. This is not what you want to do. Hi, this is Jerry, and you are listening to Mind Your Business SG. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.